RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Julian Quayle. The top story is senior counsel Audrey Wu says she won't be able to represent media tycoon Jimmy Lai in court this week because she's been quarantined. A senior member of the WHO mission to China to investigate the coronavirus defends its work despite mounting criticism. And the financial secretary warns that Hong Kong faces a record deficit of $300 billion. Twelve new COVID-19 cases have been reported in Hong Kong today, ten of which are locally acquired. A hairstylist who works for RTHK is among the three untraceable infections. Dr Albert Howe from the Centre for Health Protection said around 20 people whom the 35-year-old man had served or worked closely with will be sent to quarantine. He explained why so many people were considered close contacts. The case worked in a powder room with uh, of around 300 to 400 square feet. The room can accommodate up to 20 to 30 uh, persons inside the room, so it is uh, quite a crowded environment. During his work, he will make up hairs for the gases and also the performance, and also he will use hair dryer and also uh, will use some aerosol gel spray. This is a prudent approach, and I think because we have previously we record uh, an outbreak in similar settings in a salon and spas affecting both customers and also uh, staff members. The two other cases which cannot be traced involve a 46-year-old asylum seeker who lives in Tokuawan, as well as a 32-year-old woman who works in Yunlong and lives in Kwaichung. Senior counsel Audrey Wood announced on her Facebook page that she has been identified as a close contact of the RTHK hairstylist and is in quarantine. As a result, she said she won't be able to represent Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai at a court hearing on Tuesday and will be replaced by another senior counsel, Edwin Choi. Ms. Wu said she was at RTHK last Wednesday for a pre-recorded programme and was attended by the infected hairstylist for about five minutes. The Secretary of Innovation and Technology, Alfred Sitt, says authorities are working with universities to see how its contact tracing app, Leave Home Safe, can automatically record people's entry and exit times at venues using Bluetooth. He said there had now been more than 700,000 downloads of the app. A senior member of the WHO mission to China to investigate the origins of COVID-19 has defended the credibility of its work, despite mounting criticism. US officials have expressed deep concern over the mission's independence. From Geneva, the BBC's Imogen Fox reports. Today, Professor John Watson sought to allay doubts, telling the BBC the China trip was the first step in a long process. For now, he said there were a number of hypotheses about the origins of the virus, the most likely that it moved from one animal to an intermediate animal host and from there to humans. But the theory that it originated in a laboratory or escaped from one has not been ruled out. Neither has the possibility that frozen meat could have played a role in transmitting the virus to humans. The financial secretary, Paul Chan, has warned the deficit will hit a record high of 300 billion Hong Kong dollars, but an increase in stamp duty revenue last year helped mitigate the financial situation. Speaking on a radio programme, Mr Chan said it will be difficult to sweeten his upcoming budget, but it will include measures to help alleviate people's burden under the pandemic. He said the administration will study how resources could be given to needy people. In New Zealand, a three-day stay-at-home order has just come into effect to contain a coronavirus outbreak in Auckland. Nationwide coronavirus restrictions have been upgraded. The BBC's Phil Mercer has more details. New Zealand has taken an ultra-cautious response to COVID-19. The discovery of three new infections has seen restrictions reimposed across the entire country. 
Stay-at-home orders apply to Auckland, a city of more than 1.6 million people, where the cases, who are all members of the same family, were diagnosed. Libraries, museums and cinemas must close. The government is working under the assumption that the infections involve new, more transmissible variants of the virus. The World Health Organization is planning rapid assistance to Guinea where an Ebola epidemic has been declared. Eight cases have been confirmed with three deaths. The president of neighboring, of neighboring Liberia, George Weir, has put health authorities on heightened alert. Al-Hassan Filler, a reporter in the Guinean capital, Conakry, explained how the disease started. There was this nurse who got ill and then suddenly she was vomiting and then she was bleeding. She died eventually after having been conveyed to uh, a hospital in the main town. Some of the people who participated in the funeral got infected and that's how it's spreading now. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Women protesters in Russia are forming human chains to show solidarity with fellow women who've suffered political persecution. They're holding white ribbons, red flowers and heart balloons. It's part of rival attempts by demonstrators and the authorities to draw attention to causes on Valentine's Day. Supporters of the jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny are holding short vigils using candles and mobile phone torches. The BBC Sarah Rainsford is in Moscow. The uh, opposition groups, uh, those linked to Mr Navalny, have said that they've moved to a new form of protest. Uh, they said there'd be a pause in the street protest because of the arrest. And now they've announced this. Uh, basically, they're calling it a, a, a sort of a show of solidarity. Love against fear. They're saying love is stronger than fear. So they've asked people to light torches, to come out in their yards and to uh, basically turn on, a, turn on a light and show their support for Mr Navalny and their opposition to Vladimir Putin. Reports from Yemen say dozens of combatants have been killed in the past 24 hours as Houthi rebels intensify their long-running offensive against forces fighting for the government around the northern city of Marib. The BBC's Sebastian Asho reports. It's hard to get reliable information from the front line in Yemen, but there's no doubt that the Houthis have in recent days redoubled their attacks on forces loyal to the government in their last northern stronghold. Pro-government sources say that 16 of their fighters and many more Houthis have been killed in the past day. Marib is not just strategically important, but it's also where a major oil refinery is located. The fall of the city and its surroundings would be a major blow for the government side. Rescue workers in northern India have pulled out nine more bodies from a tunnel which was flooded after a glacier broke away in the Himalayan region last week. Nearly 40 people were working inside the tunnel connected to a hydroelectric project when the flash flood struck. Officials said they were still hopeful of finding survivors further inside the tunnel. A torrent of water gushed through the river, destroying a couple of dams and some settlements. Pedro Nieto's superb strike fired Wolves fight back as they came from behind to win 2-1 at slumping Southampton. It meant Nuno Espirito Santo was able to celebrate his 100th Premier League game as Wolves boss thanks to a spirited second-half fight back at St Mary's. Danny Ings put Southampton ahead before the interval, but Ruben Neves equalised with a penalty before Nieto bagged his first goal in 14 appearances in all competitions. It was a sweet win for Wolves after they were knocked out of the FA Cup by Southampton at Molina in midweek.
Premier League title chasers Manchester United have a chance to go second and close within five points of the leaders Manchester City if they beat second from bottom West Bromwich Albion. Earlier, City moved seven points clear of second-placed Leicester with a 3-0 win against Tottenham. A short time ago, Manchester United and West Brom were drawn one all at half-time. In tonight's other games, Arsenal host Leeds and Everton face Fulham. Tennis now and eight-time winner and defending champion Novak Djokovic has beaten Melis Raonic to secure berth in the Australian Open quarterfinals. Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams survived scares to go through, but US Open champion Dominic Thiem fell to Bulgaria's Grigor Dimitrov. Simona Halep avenged her crushing French Open defeat by Polish teenager Ega Swiatek to set up a meeting with Williams, while Taiwan's Hu Siwei reached her first slam quarterfinal at the age of 35. Djokovic will next meet German sixth seed Alexander Zverev, who beat Serbia's Dusan Nokovic as he seeks his first Grand Slam title. To cricket now, and India built a commanding lead of 249 after spinner Rajivacharam Ashwins helped skittle England for 134 on day two of the second test in Chennai. The hosts were 54 for one at stumps in Chennai, with Rohit Sharma on 25 and Shetashwar Purjara on seven. India are in sight of a victory that would level the four-match series after their crushing defeat in the opening test. Rakim Cornwall took centre stage as spinners picked up all ten wickets in the West Indies 17-run victory over Bangladesh in the second and final test in Dhaka to complete a serious whitewash. Cornwall took four for 105, while Craig Braithwaite with three to 25 and Jomal Warakan on three to 47 grabbed the remaining wickets as Bangladesh were bowled out for 213 on the fourth day. The tourists were missing most of their top stars who didn't want to travel because of the pandemic. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Senior counsel Audrey Wu says she won't be able to represent media tycoon Jimmy Lai in court this week because she's been quarantined. A senior member of the WHO mission to China to investigate the coronavirus defended its work despite mounting criticism. And the financial secretary warns that Hong Kong faces a record deficit of $300 billion. The news from RTHK. In our newsroom, thanks to Julian Quayle. We'll have more headlines at midnight. Is Taylor Swift. I'm like the water when your ship rolled in that night. Rough on the surface, but you cut through like a knife. And if it was an open shut case, I never would have known from the look on your face. Lost in your current like a priceless wine. The more that you say.
back stronger than a 90s trend Wait for the signal and I'll meet you after dark Show me the places where the others gave you scars And now this is an open shut case I guess I should have known from the look on your face Every bait and switch was a work of art It says it's a remix. That's Taylor Swift and the track is A Willow on Radio 3, 13 after 11. It's Sunday late. Keeping you company, I'm Kevin Lewis uh, out of the weekend into the brand new week and we're featuring the latest album from uh, uh, Katie Malua, a, a Georgian British singer. She, uh, When she was young, she moved to the United Kingdom, moved to Belfast in Northern Ireland and then over to London and uh, has since established her career out of the UK. Uh, album number eight is her eighth album. This is called Joy. <laughs> 